In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, I am Ryan Bailey. Hi, how are you? You, I bet if you are a listener to the show, you did not think you would be hearing from me. Um, let me walk you through everything and why I'm, I'm talking with you today. And then we will, uh, we'll get to the show. It's not going to be a five hour show. This will be a nice little hour and a half show. Uh, I didn't think I would be talking to you this week, uh, but I wanted to put this out here. I was taking this two weeks off and it did not go the way I planned, uh, so we're going to just be moving everything around. Um, okay, just bear with me. And also, if you're new to the show, you just skip to the the Salt Lake recap because it's really fun and funny. Uh, my voice is a little hoarse and, and I sound a little sick because I am, but uh, the recap is great. So let me explain some business right off the top. Um, so let me see. I probably have covid um, unfortunately, uh, I thought I did everything right. I mean, I know where I, I know where I slipped up. Um, but unfortunately I, I will be getting the COVID test tomorrow at 10 AM. Um, uh, but I have lost my sense of smell and taste. So I think that's pretty much a good indicator. Um, so, uh, I drove from California to Arizona. Everything was, let me, I'll just, I'll take you through the last week or so. Um, because I know a lot of people have been DMing me and asking, and I haven't been able to answer a lot of people. So I figured this would be the best way to get the information out. Um, and also to once again, um, really beg people wear masks, really be careful who you see. Um, I don't really hang out. I hang out with two people in Los Angeles. Um, and that, that's just how it's been for, gosh, I feel like nine months, even when I've hung out with friends, um, my, my actual, you know, friends, for like decades, it's been on like a porch or something. Well, anyways, drove to um, uh, Arizona. Sorry, I'm on a lot of like meds, so my thought process is a little out there. Um, I only made one quick stop, and that was to get gas and I gloves and masks and all that stuff. Got here. Um, the thing I'm guessing is that I got it from my sister's uh, family. They're all feverish and all that stuff over there. My brother-in-law's family came into town, and I'm guessing it's through them. But everybody said they were safe, and that's why you really you got to really be careful because everybody thinks they they're they're being safe because you know it's like oh it's just this person they said you know nobody thinks that they're sick you know so you just got to really 
unfortunately, <clears throat> it's not about trust, but you got to realize that most people aren't going to think they got it, you know? So, um, anyways, that's where I'm imagining I got it. Uh, there's no way I think at this point I don't have it just because of the smell and taste thing. So, uh, I have been pretty in operational the last three days. Like I can play around on my phone and Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, but I get really tired really quickly. Uh, I'm going to be fine. I think I don't feel any, it just feels horrible. You know, it's, um, really gross and it kind of, I can't do all the work that I need to do. So we were relaunching the podcast the first week of January. That's now going to be the second week of January because I have a lot of guests I need to talk to and I just don't have the voice or the energy or even the the mind to be able to do what I had planned to do, which was something really exciting. We're moving to a daily format. So, um, so I think after this, I'll be taking the time off to get better and then to put that that all that together for the second week. So I hope everybody will join me for that because I'm really excited about it. And it's very frustrating to not be able to work as much as I want to right now and, and that I had planned on working. So please hang in there with me because um, this is something that really means a lot. So just hang in there with me. Um, and I want to make sure you guys get, um, you know, so many people have been so great about the show. So I want to make sure you guys get as much as possible. Um, and the Patreon subscribers as well, you guys, I am going to be recording an OC recap t- tonight. Um, I think I'm going to have the energy for that. And then I will be recording my thoughts on Potomac, um, part two and three, and that will be either tomorrow or the next day. And that will be up on the Patreon as well. And whew, man, that part three of the reunion, man, I, I really don't suggest you watch that when you're sick. Cause it just gets you angry. <laughs> um, but, uh, so many. So you better be, I'm happy that Juan Dixon is not here right now. I am happy. LOL. So that is what's going on with me. But yeah, it's been a mess this week because my dog got dropped off to me too. <coughs> my dog got dropped off to me on the 23rd, the night of the 23rd at two in the morning. And she started coughing and all that. And it turns out had, my dog has pneumonia. And had to take her to an emergency vet on the morning of the 24th. This poor girl has been through so much. She has such, so many bad medical, she has heart issues already. And it was just, it's so scary. And my ex got, got, had a, like she was um, vacationing in Sedona with her friend and had to come get her and take her back to LA. Um, And I just said, I know she's going through hell and it just, it's just one thing after the next. And I believe that my parents are probably, they are going through the same thing. I've locked myself in my room and, um, I guess this is good for a diet though, because it's really no point. I love eating and it's like no point cause you can't taste anything. But, um, so that's, what's going on with me all the, um, and I, but I'm going to be fine. I'm, I, yeah, I think I'm going to be fine. So it just does suck. But I just, I, I get so annoyed when people tell me what to do or people like, we've got to start, but I just want to tell somebody that's experiencing it right now. I've talked about this so much over my podcast. Um, I thought I was being really safe. Obviously I was not safe enough. Obviously you have to, like, I don't know. I, obviously I wasn't being safe enough and that is on me. So just really be careful about who you choose to put yourself around, even if it's family. And I know it hurts. And I know a lot of our parents don't understand <clears throat> and think, you know, it's not, it's fine, but it's like, you got to watch out for them too. And it's really scary. So, um, okay. So that's all of that seriousness. I don't really, <clears throat> I have so much to talk about <clears throat> in terms of Alec Baldwin and all that stuff, but I just don't have the energy for that. So 
I'm going to, um, here's my, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to uh, play, uh, I did a recap with Blocked by Jax at, uh, her name's Jen, she's been on the show many times, at Blocked underscore by underscore Jax. It's like a nice little hour recap, but we go into so much stuff and just so fun. And I think you guys are going to have a blast with this interview and it'll, you'll, it'll be able to lead you in tomorrow night's Salt Lake. But this, it, this kind of goes not just recap, but we talk about Alec Baldwin and Hilaria. We talk about, uh, her, her, uh, dating life, which I love to talk about. And she's just so fun and funny. And I think you're going to love it. Hopefully it's a nice little thing. If you're just laying around with, uh, with your families and stuff and can't go outside. So hopefully this is something there for you. If you guys want more, uh, there's like 70 things on the Patreon and uh, I'll be trying to get through everything as slowly and safely as possible. But I wanted to let you guys know what was going on and I thought this might be the best way to do it. And that is it. So I love you guys. Stay safe and I will um, I'll I'll talk to you very soon. And I'm working my way through everybody's DMs and stuff like that. OK, I hope you guys had the best Christmas ever. Um, New Year's. God, that's crazy. Thank God it's going to be over with soon. Um, but I love you guys. Oh yeah. That's two more things on New Year's Eve. I will be going live with, uh, Dame Galley, uh, Sarah, you know, Sarah Galley from Andy's girls. Um, golly, God, I don't, sorry guys. I'm pronouncing, uh, but it'll be on her Instagram account and I'll be going live and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, I think it's going to be at like 8 PM Eastern standard time. So it's a good way to get into your festivities of zoom or whatever. And me and, uh, Austin from at gift tees, <clears throat> we made a, a Potomac shirt that I think you should go check out and get one. Uh, it's all Candace's post-its. I think it's really cute and funny. You can find the link on my page or Austin's at gift tees. I'll put it in the description as well. And that's it. So enjoy this um, uh, Blocked by Jack's conversation about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Love you very much. Bye. In this town, I'm Queen B and MVP. When you take cheap shots, always expect a hangover. This rose isn't scared to handle a little prick. Jealousy is a disease to which I say, get well soon. I love God, but I will read you like a scripture. Just like my pioneer ancestors, I'm trying to blaze a new trail. You guys, I want to apologize for my voice first off, but uh, since I am sick, I have decided to you know, put out an episode instead of taking a break uh, because I feel like if I if I if I stop talking about Salt Lake City, it's it's going to be bad for the environment. So I need to keep talking. And I figured I want to talk with somebody that makes it really easy for me, uh, somebody that I really enjoy talking to. So we have back with us today one of the funniest people I know on Instagram. Uh, her name is Jen, but you know her as at blocked underscore by underscore Jax blocked by Jax. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. By the way, I want to point out we are doing this on Skype live and we uh, we both don't like how we look right now. So yeah. it, <laughs> so we, we both kind of look like, um, I don't know, like nice serial killers or something. At least like you're sick. You have an excuse. Mine is just. <laughs> I noticed your hair is a little flatter on top than it usually is. Oh, yeah. It's a little. This is called like dry shampoo that didn't come all the way out when I washed it. And it's <laughs> Wait, wait, can you explain? <clears throat> I always ask girls questions that I don't know. What is dry shampoo? Does that mean you just put shampoo in without showering? Yeah, so it's just spray. 
and okay. you spray it like on top of your head and you kind of just like move it around like the motions of you shampooing your hair <laughs> okay and then it, it looks clean and then you just go on <laughs> your way but it's really hard to get out like when you are actually in the shower wait do you dry condition too there is dry conditioner but i've never tried that and then does dry shampoo leave marks all over your clothes then so you just put it on like the top of your head okay um, the kind I buy is like for brunettes because otherwise it comes out white and my hands are black when I do it. And it's really. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so Jen, the last time we talked to you, we talked to you a couple like a month or so ago. And I like the rest of the world that follow you on Instagram are so fascinated with your dating life. And uh, I did realize I did notice the other day on Instagram that you are you are having another date coming up. I believe is that this Friday or is that are we New Year's Day, which like totally you're doing a New Year's Day date? Realize because he was like Sunday or Friday, and then like I go back to work on Monday, so I was like, oh my god, Sunday night! Like I don't even know what I'm doing with the kids Monday. Like I need to figure that out that night. So I said Friday, and then someone was like, oh my god, New Year's Day! It's like, oh wow, I didn't realize that. That's really bizarre because then you're like literally starting your new year with this guy. So like, there's so much. (laughs) Like, if he might go, like, this is a perfect way I wanted to start my year. Like, it just feels like there might be extra romance there when it's not necessary, you know? Right. And then I feel like also if it's a shit date, I'm just going to be like, oh, here's the year. Yeah, like, exactly. This- <laughs> 2021 20, already sucks. Yeah. I just started off shit. And- <laughs> Has anybody caught on to because you've now done this on a couple dates. Has any of the dates wisened up at all? Like, there's no way they know. You know, like I've never brought it up. And like, because of my job, I just keep like my personal account and this one so separate because my biggest fear is like a parent finding it. And they're like, what the fuck? This is like who my child is with all day. (laughs) And then um, so I keep them like very separate, but no one's caught on yet. I'm waiting for the day that they do. And they're like, what the fuck? This is probably why I don't have kids, though, because I would be like, I want my kid to be with the blocked by Jack's. Like I would want, that's who I want my kid to learn from, you know? Um, so how are you over at your parents right now, right? Um, I'm back now. I'm okay. going back on New Year's Eve because I have no life. So. How was, how was it? Was there any family drama? Was it, was everything good? Um, we lost power. Great. On, awesome. For the entire day of Christmas. Perfect. Um, I didn't realize like I always, I was telling my family, I make fun of my students all the time. Like they never want to write with a pencil because they're so addicted to technology. I was like, I can never say anything again because I'm about to like blow my fucking brains out <laughs> without like Wi-Fi and cable and just talking to you guys all day. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, I, I thought, I thought, do they ever use, were you doing distance learning too? Were you part of that? I Well, so like, I mean, how many excuses do you get that their technology is broken or like, do they use a lot of technology excuses now? So I'm the only class in my entire school that has no full on remote kids. So and we're all in. So we don't I don't even have Zoom kids right now. (laughs) Oh, geez. Because I would like use uh, technology excuses as much as I could, I think, if I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I did that for a staff meeting. Like, I overslept a couple of weeks ago, and um, they're all on Skype, like Zoom right now. And I, like, came in and, like, in the chat to my principal, I was like, so sorry. Like, Wi Fi wasn't working. When in reality, it was like, I had a really, t- I had a really, 
I had a really tough Potomac season, episode one reunion night. You know, it was tough. Oh, no. Um, okay, so you watch the Potomac reunions, right? Yes. Now, I, I hate to get everybody riled up out there, but I are you are you team Monique or team Candace? Where are you at on this okay, horrible scale? I went, I went into this season, like already a Monique fan from season two, like whenever she came on. And then when I heard about the fight before the season ever even aired, I thought it was fucked up, like what happened. And I was going in fully prepared to have negative yeah. feelings toward Monique. Sure. And then when the fight happened, it just didn't happen. For me. Still loved her. <laughs> and I I felt really bad for her at the reunion. I I mean, here's the deal. At the reunion, there were a couple cheesy things in Monique's camp. Like, I thought Chris Samuels laid it on a little thick. I thought, yeah. you know, with the tears at the end. But then he laid it on thick. But then, like, Giselle saying on top of it, oh, Jesus with the fake tears. Jesus Christ with the fake tears, she said. And right. it's like... I am so tired of people that are quote unquote religious, lying, cheating, using the Lord's name in vain. Like it makes, and then it gives me sympathy towards Chris Samuels and Monique when it's like, let them hang themselves. Giselle, shut the F up and let them hang themselves because then it gives sympathy. Like Candace doesn't do herself any favors when she's telling Karen Huger to go to hell. You're going to burn in hell and stuff like that. Like how tweets and shit. Like, well, I saw everybody going like, like the Candace stands, like the 30 of the Candace stands that are out there. Sorry, Taria and all those people. But uh, I, she, I'm fine with everybody saying she won because deep down, I know she's going to hang herself next season. She's, she's not, she's not learned anything. She has a smart mouth. She doesn't learn anything and she's going to keep putting herself in situations like this. So you can say she won all she wants. I mean, I'm bummed Monique's not coming back just because I thought she was part of a really good crew, but I think Candace is going to continually hang herself for the rest of her life unless she changes. Oh, absolutely. She's just going to keep digging her hole next season. And What do you think of the men of Potomac? So I think that I really like Juan. I mean, when Robin was like, you are lucky. Juan Dixon is not here. I was like, he would literally be behind you silent. Yes, he would. He would be on his phone. He would not. He would be like so chill. And he'd be like, Robin, stop. Robin. (laughs) But I like him. I mean, Michael obviously is disgusting. Um, I, I think Wendy's husband, I honestly forget his name already, is so cute. He's, I mean, he, it was his first re Eddie. His name's Eddie, and it was his yeah, first. He Eric. was so polite. He was so just that guy that's there that like has like no issues. In fact, I don't know if we'll ever get an issue out of Eddie. He just seems like a solid individual. In fact, a lot of the guys, it really makes me laugh in terms of how like guys and girls handle things. When you saw the Chris Samuels and the Chris Bassett at the end going like, yo, we're friends forever, right? You know, like it's so simple. It's so like guys. I know. Like that's just how they are. Yeah, Which was funny. What I love, I screaming at each other. I love, <laughs> I love Chris Bassett because he has like the affected way to speak. He speaks in an affected way. He speaks like a very like kind of cool with a guy, and he seems like a cool guy. And he seems like he really loves Candace, and like he he raises Candace's stock for me. Like I'm like if if this guy likes Candace, Candace cannot be all that bad because he seems like right. a decent guy. But it is hysterical how many times Chris Bassett even says to Candace, like, be quiet, be quiet. 
Oh yeah, he they are like the true meaning of opposites attract because they could not be any more different. And I mean, I guess it works for her. Imagine her with like a male her. Oh like, they God. They'd be in prison. Well, I want to know her dating history. I want to. I want to meet all the other people she's dated in the course of her life. Oh, I know. I can't imagine. Um, I feel like she has probably like her and Dorothy have just driven them all insane. You do get the sense watching the reunions, though, is that they don't. They don't. They're not the couple that has sex a lot. They just aren't. Oh. You know, no. it's like even they were trying to say, oh, we, we christened every room in the house. It's like, no, you didn't. Like, you, you just didn't. Like, I don't <laughs> think – I think Candace is a very put-together lady, and I think she – I think there's – there are certain types of people, men and women, that think sex are, sex is kind of gross. You know, it's kind of dirty. I was – I know. I'm like, what, do you live in, like, a studio? You <laughs> yes. Like, you, you definitely <laughs> yeah. never have sex. <laughs> I mean, we – they probably christened the master bedroom. They probably missionary-styled in the master – master bedroom oh they are like absolutely going to be those married people that only have sex to procreate and it can be like very scientific like i need to be on the bottom and like you have to i have to put like my legs up and chris and chris at you know chris tries to throw in uh you like that and she's like shut up we're making a baby you know (laughs) no i don't like yeah no i do not get it over with yeah (laughs) Um, uh, so, uh, and then Andy, like, uh, what did you think of Andy's performance? Okay. So I was really annoyed with him and I just feel like if you're going to be doing what he's doing, you have to be prepared on like, right. You have, you can't be so clearly biased either. Like it was so obvious. And I was thinking like a lot of people were talking about that reunion with Bethany and Carol when he yes. was so clearly on Bethany's yes. side. And the thing is, I like. Bethany a lot more than I like Carol so I was on her side also but I didn't think it was fair that he was um like just only defending her I feel like his job is he needs to be in the middle yeah well I mean completely and and I think it comes with him not being prepared so he's coming off this kind of like base judgment and he has not seen all the footage he has not seen all of the the tweets that Candace like the videos like there is so much more and it's like now he's dealing with fans that know the show better than him so it it becomes really a tough position for him because he can't like you know like if he it was the OC reunion he'll probably have a breeze with the OC reunion like it'll be so easy for him but like this I think it was such a rich season that he needed to step up the preparation game or I would be curious the communication between him and the the uh, pr- production crew of Potomac like do they help him or something it just, it just seems like there was right. a couple balls really dropped for as much material as they got out of it I still felt like there were things like the Michael Darby stuff if like Michael Darby isn't going to be there then fine unfortunately you have to grill pregnant Ashley like that which by the way is another reason why Michael Darby's such a pussy. Like, what a way to let your pregnant six-month wife go out there and fend for herself without you, and you were the one that caused all of her problems this season. Right. I know. Like, Ashley, we did not hear a sound from her part three of the reunion. She's ice cold, man. She. Do you notice how ice cold she is when it comes to, like, she's like, I have accepted that, you know, she's, like, robotic almost. She Like, nothing know, affects her. I know, pageant history. Like, she's just very rehearsed and... She is like robotic. She shows no emotion. Like we're talking about your husband fucking a stripper and you act like we're talking about like it's supposed to rain on Tuesday. Like it's. Yeah, it's it's so clinical that I don't understand. It's like you can't get a you can't get an emotional rise from her. Whereas Candace, you blow like you you 
you know, blow air her way, she starts crying, you know? <laughs> Which, by the way, that's the other thing. It's like always the people that talk the toughest, you can get to cry the easiest. Oh, she cried so many times the but other night. Why even like- bother? Why even bother, like, with the little side tissue thing? Why even, bo- like, just let it go. Like, you're no, not bothered me too when like Andy was saying to Monique like you don't seem emotional I'm like that, not everyone cries well like, at the drop of a hat like that that was the end of the second part of the reunion which I love she was like I'm trying to explain how I emotionally process things which I have dealt with people that emotionally process things like that it is a very valid way for people that emotionally process in a very clinical way right. uh, it just it just it's very interesting but like Candace w- within a minute of starting that topic which she knew was going to come she immediately gets up and leaves and to me like I don't know it's hard because I there's a lot of things that I I completely think Monique is in the wrong for laying hands like there's no way but like Candace it it is what like I do not think Candace has emotionally dealt with anything so she's not learning anything from this either she can say she has but she's such an open wound and I feel like that's from her entire life not just this incident oh like her mom and all that shit yeah that's like yeah now Below deck, why is it the most boring season that I've ever seen? It, I think this it's gotten better the last two episodes, but very boring. And it's because of Rachel being blackout; like she needs to get drunk constantly. Well, but it's so <laughs> telling Captain Lee to eat my cooter is like yeah, one of the weirdest, weirdest. Like, but also it's like one of the weirdest angry things said I've ever heard. Like, cooter, like, but it's it's like it's like are you like? A truck driver? Like, I mean, what is it like? It's like, hey, Clay, you eat my cooter. Like, it was, I hadn't heard that in a while. And Captain Lee's face was just so straight that I was oh. like, what's going on here? Like, it's so weird. It was so weird. And it's so funny because his reaction, like, you could just tell that he's just dealt with fucking everything because he was so unfazed by her. He was just like, I'd rather not. And like kept reading the preference sheet. And then, yeah, he goes, well, uh, you know, whatever that is. But anyways, they want steak on Monday. And and then like that, those guests ended up being so friendly and so sweet. The best guests of the season, actually, oh, because absolutely. every, every, uh, every guest this season has been kind of lame. Even Jax and Matt, the the kids were not even fun. It was like, I weren't. It, I, I thought the kids would at least pull something but it just kind of been boring the whole way through and then i went back and i started watching uh season seven again with uh courtney and you know and it was just so much better with you know the boast uh who's the ashton and all those guys it was just way better uh have you better have you ever considered reading captain lee's book i kind of almost considered it no i haven't I should. Well, I'm like doing nothing all week. <laughs> I mean, I think that that must be a real sign that your life isn't really where you want it to be if you start reading Captain Lee's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> I need some inspiration. Um, would you consider getting Brooks Marx's tracksuit? Uh, I would if it was like seventy five dollars or less. <laughs> I definitely would. I know it's probably a billion dollars. It's like a but... hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, then now. Yeah, and like the thing is, I know he wouldn't want me in his tracksuit. Like he he you know what I'm saying? Like he wants like extremely wants, beautiful people in his tracksuit. Right. He wants like models and like influencers and like yes. Charlie Leo and all that. Like, well, like I have a feeling like I have a feeling like you have to like submit a photo when you buy it. Like we um I've got to approve who buys it kind of a thing, you know? 
like an email, like your order's been canceled. Yeah, <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> I saw, attach your social media handles and it's like canceled. I <laughs> what? So I, I think we've talked before. I, I really um, and I still really love Salt Lake so much. But the last two episodes have not been as amazing as the first five or whatever. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask if you kind of saw, like, felt that. Yeah. And, like, last Wednesday, I was at my parents' house, and, like, my brother, I have three younger siblings, and my sister's boyfriends were, like, here, too. And um, so my brother, my sister, and her boyfriend and I, I, like, made them watch Salt Lake last weekend. I was like, it's so fucking good. And, like, my sister loves Bravo, but she hasn't watched Salt Lake yet. And I was like, it's amazing. You guys are going to fucking die. And we're watching it. And I like kept being like, I promise it gets good. I, I, and the episode ended, and my brother was like, "That was so stupid. Like, why did well, you make us watch?" <laughs> do you? I I do that sometimes with like like with like stand stand up specials or something like that, where you watch, you turn it on, you're like, it's the best thing you'll ever see, and then you just sit there watching them watch it, and yeah. then you you know then you're con- then you're like going, oh shit, this is not as good as I thought it was. Like this is. Oh my god! Like I've done that so many times where I'm like, "Oh my god, I have the worst taste." I realize how bad this is by watching them watch it, you know. And then I'm like telling them about Mary. I'm like, "Oh my god, this woman like fucks her grandpa," and like getting them all excited. And then she was barely in it, and I just felt like a huge failure. Yeah, they're like, "We we didn't see any grandpa fucking. What's up with this?" And then it's like my siblings, so it's not like my friends were like, "Oh, that was good." Like they were like, "That sucked. I can't believe you just wasted our time." Like why? Are we- <laughs> Well, have you ever have you ever done that and then like started explaining it to somebody and you you get to the grandpa fucking thing and they're like, Ryan, that's 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 gross. Why would you even watch that? Like, you know, like where you're like that. Why are you doing like that's that's not right, Ryan. And I'm like, I I just like I'm so desensitized to what I think is fun. Like, I think it's hysterical. And they're like, that's just that's wrong. You know, right. I know, like, my sister was like, I wonder if she was, like, forced into that. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I just laugh about it. I didn't know I was supposed to do something about it. Like, it's you know, like, I didn't know I was supposed to be concerned. Yeah. I thought this was... My bad, my bad. Um, I also got to say, I really, uh, I, I find Meredith Marks, or, like, I find her, what she's doing with her face on Instagram stunning. Like, I think she is a stunning female and, and she's really pretty on the show too. But I now am starting to realize, I think she might be extremely boring as well. She is boring. And she kind of has like that monotone. Hi, boy. I'm Meredith, you know, right. like, and, and uh, <laughs> which is like boring to listen to also. <laughs> well, and then when anybody that, and I feel like that's why Brooks is almost overpowering her. Oh, definitely. Like, he's more of a housewife in that family than she is. And thing is, I'm not even liking him as much as I did. No. In well, remember when we all praised him on that first episode and then he fell like, off? God, like, this he, is amazing. And he's well, kind And I don't, I'm not into fashion. I don't even know about dry shampoo, but did, does <laughs> it look like in his talking heads, his, why are his lips so wet? Oh my God. It's like lip gloss. It is that what like. it is? It just looks like so wet where I'm like, yeah, wipe your lips off, dude. Before is just like, is that like a look? Is that, I just, I just felt like I was like, Oh my God, like nothing, like don't eat food. It's just going to slide off that thing. You know, it's really sticky. Like if your hair got on it, like it would just <laughs> sit there. It's, it's, but he, I, I don't know. He just seems so judgmental. And I think it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I think it was such a meteor meteoric rise for this show that it's like, of course we have to stabilize, but it's like, oh shit, do not crash and burn. I hope they can land it, you know? They started off so strong in the first couple of episodes 
that I don't want to say like they peaked, but they were just so amazing. And I think every the all the audience is just like, oh my god, this is just going to get better and better. Like the drama hasn't even happened yet. This is just like the beginning and the yeah. intro. And I mean, and I was like telling my brother and sisters, I was like, you guys have to watch it from the beginning. My brother's like, I'm never fucking doing that. But um, my sister was <laughs> like, I'll start over. And wait, wait, how old is your brother and sister? I, I'm picturing your brother's 16, your sister's eight. Oh, no, I wish. No, they, I'm 30. My brother just turned 29. Wait, you're 30? I thought you were like 25. Oh, my God. You just made my whole day. Um, no, my brother just turned 29 on Sunday. So any single New York City girls, if they <laughs> hey, want to... Hey, hey, pandemic New York crew. If anybody <laughs> wants to get her brother sick, let's do this. Yeah. He had it already. So. Oh, perfect. So good. Um, then my other sis- my sisters are 26 and 23. Okay, gotcha. Um, do, do your mom and dad watch this as well? So my mom watches a lot of Bravo, but she hasn't watched Salt Lake City and she hasn't watched Potomac. So I like, yeah, I'm really considering like a, an elderly home where they abuse. Yeah. Or also right. consider like when she's older. But also just make sure you're legally emancipated fully. I know you're 30, but just make sure you fully yeah, like, get out of that kind of cheapest shittiest home when she is of age until she <laughs> does she follow your blocked by jack's account no she doesn't have instagram but one of her friends do but i block them from my stories <laughs> i still crack up my mom uh made an instagram account to like spy on me and my friends and like i'll catch her she'll like like eight of my posts in a row and there's no way she knows any of what is going on like she just likes them out of like because she likes me but there's no way she knows anything like she doesn't watch any of the shows she doesn't she knows Jax. she knows Jax because i make fun of him a lot but i always love those kind of pity likes where i'm like you don't know anything that i'm talking about right and like it's so funny too because my mom was saying all this stuff like I can't believe you posted about like having sex and like all this. And I was like, who's telling you this? And it turned out to be the golf pro at my parents' club followed it and like told them everything. That's <laughs> amazing. Talking. Wait, um, oh, and that I was just reminding the one date you went on where you went back to his place and you posted his living room, I think. And it <laughs> yeah. looked like such a guy's living room. It looks so. It looks very. It had a Anthony Bourdain book on it on the coffee table, and it it was like that was the only. But besides that, it looked like the the guys' living rooms that I used to visit in college. You know. Oh my god, that was like the weirdest night of my life, and I. Wait, wait, that was the guy that ghosted you after that, right? Uh, yeah. So I like went back to his apartment, and did the whole like I'm not having sex with you thing. Then I did, and then. <laughs> And then he like <laughs> fell asleep and I was just laying in his bed, like naked, just like wide awake. Oh God. Are you allowed to play on your phone? Is that, or do you like not do that? Oh no. I was like on my phone and, okay. I, and I was like, I really want to leave. It's only like 10 o'clock because restaurants are closing at like fucking 3 PM now. And he was like on my bra and I was trying to get dressed. So I like pulled it and he woke up and he was like, are you leaving? And I was like, yeah, I think so. And then I like went downstairs in his lobby and I was getting an Uber and his, um, the front desk person like wasn't there when we got there, Yeah. but he was there when I went down and he was like, who, like, what floor were you on? I was like the eighth floor. And he was like, who, like, who were you visiting? I was like, uh, <laughs> and, and did he, and he goes, Oh, my man did it again. Like, 
I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I'm leaving anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? You should have just grabbed a bunch of Amazon packages on your way out. You know. Um, and then we spoke again but wait but see okay see this is that i asked you this is what i don't get if you have sex with somebody and then they ghost you like that's like isn't that like isn't that like you can sue somebody for that like i feel like that's like actionable like how oh it's fucked up (laughs) i mean i know i know everybody you know chooses what they do and i'm not saying like anything like that but like that's kind of messed up like why no it was so messed up and i could just tell by like because I texted him the next day. I was like, how'd you sleep? Yes, I remember that. Because you, isn't that what you were like, I texted first or something like that? Or yeah, And that's a bad sign. And then I could just tell by his tone, like all the his answers were very like closed-ended and not like trying to keep the conversation going. Oh, dude. Um, I, so it's like, it's fascinating how you have to like, you start reading those. It's like a, it's like a map almost. Like you, I, there are those sim- singles or symbols that are like oh this guy doesn't want to keep this going it's like flat sentences you know and then I always like I felt like when I've been in his position before and someone's texting me and I really don't want to see them again and they keep going I just and I think about how annoying they are I was like okay I don't want to be yes where I'm just like this thirsty desperado but the (laughs) thing is if you but the thing is if you texted him today hey do you want to have sex he'd answer you immediately Oh, absolutely. Like, that's the thing is that he just doesn't want the emotional attachment. And like my brother, like we're only a year apart. So I got a lot of advice from him. And he was like, if he liked you, he'd text you. And he hasn't. So he doesn't like you. He's like, All right. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I feel like that should be like, I, I guess that's the whole game, though. It's like, you you know, you, he wants the sex. So he can't tell you that he's going to like ditch you afterwards because he wants the sex, you know? Exactly. And it wasn't even that good. And I just feel like it was an unnecessary ad to like my roster that I really just didn't want to do. <laughs> 2020, man. 2020. It's, it's, That's get like it. my number now, probably 2020. <laughs> <laughs> he was number 2020 also. Um, okay, wait. Okay. So before we get right into the episode, are you in a rush, by the way? Are you? No. You're good. Okay. So no. just real quick, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Alec uh, Hilaria uh, Baldwin mess. Uh, do you have any opinions on this at all? So when that happened the other day, I've been sleeping till like 11 every day. I woke up and just everything on Instagram was like all about her. And I was like, what the fuck did she do? And I was Googling and I really couldn't find anything at that point. I think it had just happened. Um, I think the big thing with that is that interview where she's saying that she moved here to New York when she was 19. Yeah. To go to- and they're like, oh, from where? Yeah, like parents are from my York. Like that's sketchy. Well, the sketchy thing for me is like, how do you say cucumbers like that? You know, when it's like, come on, like that is because that is a uh, that's like as an as an actor myself, like that's a that's a tell like your mind works where, you know, like she thought about it a split second and thought, oh, it'll be a nice little ad. If I say this, it'll be a nice little like she knew exactly what she was doing. That wasn't that was a planned thing in the moment. She her mind thought and like, oh, it'll be cute if I say this. And to me, that's where. And by the way, I come from an acting background where I, I've had a lot of acting teachers and all that tell people, Hey, you're not like I've had, uh, I used to work at a place where my boss got in real trouble for telling, uh, a Jewish girl that looked Latina to act Latina, change her name, 
go into things with like a bright red dress, like really, you know, told her to act Latina to actually get to try to get into the room because sometimes they'll take ethnic actors over Caucasian actors. And she got in insane trouble for telling this actor to do it. She got uh, audio recorded. It was like a huge mess. And really, really screwed up my boss's career or my old boss's career for a while. But it's like, this happens all the time. No doubt in my mind, she thought it made herself more interesting. She's thirsty. But I, I don't get the second part of it. Why can't you just, I just, just admit you lied. Like, that's it. It's so fucking weird, honestly. And I mean, you're married to Alec Baldwin. <laughs> you're pretty much set for life. It's not like you need... To go get these acting jobs or... But she wants the fame. She wants it. She wants to be somebody, you know? And it's like, your name is fucking Hillary. You have the whitest, most basic white girl name ever. Well, I mean, I used to listen. I listened to Howard Stern a lot. And I remember Alex on there a lot. And I remember years ago... Uh, cause they all hung out in the Hamptons together all the time. And he would always be like, my wife's uh, Spanish and, you know, and he would always do her accent and stuff like that as like, you know, they would joke about it, about her being Spanish and stuff. And I was just like, that's crazy. She's kept this up for so many years, you know? I know. Isn't that like, that's really a lot of dedication that yeah. you're going to keep this up for this long. And like, you really have she might have actually convinced herself that she was like but, born in Spain. Yes. And- we, well, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, 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 I always wonder that about people like Trump and people like that. You can like prove their lies, like actual lies, like a lot of politicians. And then like, I'm always wondering, but do they really believe it or do they know deep down they're lying? I get confused sometimes, but I think that's part of the gaslighting is that we're making excuses for her, you know? I know. And it's going to be interesting to see if she like has another statement out about this later, well, they can't, they can't they, like not dying down. She can't stay away. She can't stay away. She needs it. Like, I'm gonna she, go, like for her. <laughs> well, I know Alec Baldwin's going to freak out on a paparazzi soon. Like he's going to freak out. Oh, I saw your, uh, that was your. Meeting, yeah, right? yeah. 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 Hola. Hola. Alec. Como esta? Like, and he's just going to flip. Cause you I know, you. he's, he's hit so many paparazzi over the years that it's going to be hysterical to see like, the paparazzi already know how to bait him. It's going to get even worse. And he's had to pay so many hundreds of thousands of dollars to paparazzi over the year. He's lost many lawsuits with paparazzi for being violent with them, you know? And like, they know exactly what to say to set him off. They, yes. They're, they're going to say Ola, just like your thing said. Yeah. And he's going <laughs> to lose his shit. Even if they are really Spanish. <laughs> Yo soy Esteban, Alec. Yo soy Esteban. Yeah. He's going to lose his damn mind. And, I, I mean, but but that's pop culture that we live in, and it's like, you know, you're a student of this stuff too. Is that we all, we all know how this game works? If you study it, like they they want to like upset you and bait you. The only way out of this is to really ignore it and drop out. But most people then double down. Like I have a feeling she's going to keep doubling down, and because these people will never admit defeat, you know. And it's just so weird. But like even like think about the little lies that we tell. Like I tell little lies. I've I've lied about my age at times. I've lied about my weight at times. I uh, you know like I I've told little lies. Uh, I mean everybody does, but it is just so funny when you have these huge lies that make up the the majority of your like kind of lifestyle. Right, and then you just have to keep up with them too. All these years, and yeah, it becomes almost like a second job. Just 
Yeah, I mean, and like trying to see what you said where, because now everybody is digging every interview that she has ever done out of the woodwork. Oh my god, she's so fucked. <laughs> she really is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. So, uh, okay, so sorry, Salt Lake City. Oh, the other thing, I is Seth hot, Meredith's husband? Okay, I don't think he's really. I mean, he's he's not ugly, but I don't think he's hot. I think um, there are plenty of other housewife husbands in this Bravo verse that are much hotter than he is. And I don't know. He was like weird when they when he was talking to Brooks and Meredith, like on FaceTime after the show. And he was like, why don't you write me like a letter about the show? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like you're FaceTiming right now. Dad, <laughs> I walked, period. Yeah. Like it's uh, well, the thing is, is weird. He like, well, in, you know, the pictures like her pictures of him like yeah he's he's fine looking but then he opens his mouth and he's even more annoying cuz he's like he's i'm in canton ohio the jobs in canton the, the people in canton like it's so annoying and pestering that it really brings his stock down i feel and i feel like she could not be any less interested in staying married to him too and that is so blatantly obvious yes. also yes yes even if and they work it out, it's not going to work out. He's like so desperate, which like also is unattractive. And he's like, why don't you want to ever look through my text? Like, <laughs> Here, take my phone. Look at it. It's in Canton. <laughs> um, uh, that's yeah, it's so weird. But you're right. The thing is, we see in a preview for next week's episode that he's like, I'll do, you know, if uh, if you put in a little bit of work, I'll put in all the other work. I want to be with you so bad. And it's like, that is gross, first off. And it, second off, even if she says yes, it will, you know, a year from now, it will not work. This right. will not go back to normal. I've been in relationships like that. It is done, you know, in my opinion. Oh, it's totally done. And I think she brought him on the show to break up with him. <laughs> the strength of Bravo. She's going to use Bravo to... See grammar and Camille like he let her. Be oh on my the god! Show. Oh, remember that when they went to the Broadway, his Broadway show afterwards, and you could tell he just didn't want anything to do with her. Oh my god! She would like touch him, and he was like, like. <laughs> <It's> so... <laughs> and by the way, the girl that he ended up with is so much kind of like homelier than her too, which is shows like you average. <laughs> yes, which just shows you how annoying she must have been to Kelsey. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, okay so who's your favorite character on Salt Lake so far so I really like Heather and Whitney I, I'm dead on with you I feel like Heather is really the moral center and the heart of the show and Whitney is just a very nice girl that has a lot of interesting aspects to her and she's not full of herself for being one of the prettier ladies on the show and I right. really like those two I mean I'm really and by the way I, I like them in the sense that there's still so much more there's so much fascinating stuff with them they're not boring likable they're they're exciting likable you know and like Heather when she like went home with that guy I was dying Dude, like, I love her <laughs> I, that's what I said last I was just like I really appreciate a girl that she was just like I know what I want this isn't about love I want sex and I was like dang that's so like I I and it's so refreshing because every other like she's a great mom. She's a great like she works awesome. She has a good heart. So it's like you don't you you're like, cool. Yeah, go go have sex. Go. You're do rooting it. for her. And yes, which I love. My brother like loved Whitney, though. He thought she was so fucking hot and he could not stop talking about her boobs. Well, her boobs are like, OK, there is something in Utah because Jen Shaw has this, too. It's like these giant fake clown boobs that are like inflatables like oh, yeah. they don't look completely natural you know our brother was like those tits are huge like 
<laughs> and it. then also my favorite part was my their rea- my siblings' reaction to her dad. They were like, uh, "That's hey, I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to rock it, man. Get get back to what I do. Make money. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like when you can when your hair goes back to normal. That's when I know you're ready to get back out there. You know. <laughs> and they like they could not even fathom that 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 she once resided in his testicle. Like that she could not believe. <laughs> I want to. I want to kind of watch these shows with your brother now. I feel like there's a lot of high five moments with your brother. It's Did actually he? Really funny watching it with them because my brother was like, "What the fuck? Like that's her dad." Like, I I love the I love the image of like him turning to you and like she has huge tits. High five. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. But it is also I do think there is a chance, even though she said no. I think Whitney has been part of a swinger community at some. Part. I'm sure but has. and by the way i don't i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying that right. like she every time she says like in a very you know it makes sense of like you know telling heather that's why i hate the religion we were brought up in and raised in she like obviously rebelled against a lot of these things and i think in a very responsible way but i feel like she's like yeah why shouldn't i be having sex with multiple people you know i could see where in her mind it might make sense you know no, I could see that too. And I mean, she's young and hot, so why not? And he's, uh, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> What's well, his name? Ju- Justin, I think. And like last uh, week was his birthday party, and she was like, to the hottest man in this room. And I was like, oh no, she's blind. That's insane. <laughs> like, um, so the, the the show begins. We are at Brooks uh, Fashion Show, which is a fashion show for a lot of different brands, not just Brooks. Um, Meredith is putting jewelry on people because she's the Rachel Zoe of Utah, we're to believe, <laughs> which is like, is that really a skill or does every woman know how to use jewelry? Like, it just seems like. I feel like you can't teach style. I will say that. Like some people, um, like Catherine from Southern Charm and people like that i'm like oh my fucking god where did you like get dressed in the dark like and yeah the fact that Catherine was like pretending she worked at that like that that clothing store she was doing their social media i was like you'd be at like barnum and bailey's like better off there you know (laughs) i mean like i guess like like i could see how it would be a job i don't think meredith has this exceptional style where I'm like, oh, of course she does that. Like, yeah, I've seen her. Her style seems like every other. Like, her seems style seems like like kind of like the female Mumford and Sons or something. She's always wearing those, like, yeah, like Kristen Doty style a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Meredith is putting on jewelry. Uh, you know, this is a big deal that fashion is coming back to Utah, or fashion is coming to Utah for the first time, <laughs> which is great. And she's she lets us know she needs to build her brand in uh, here and not Ohio. She has like no offense to Ohio, but my my business is here. Uh, Justin, Whitney's husband is there because Whitney is walking in the show. Uh, Jen Shaw is there. Mary comes out. So the stars are out that night. Like everybody's there. <laughs> and anybody who's anybody in Utah is there. Jen, Mary and Heather are all in the front row. And um, Mary says shopping in Utah is the pits. And then she goes, can I say that in a talking head? And I'm like, you said you fuck your grandpa. You can literally say anything, Mary. <laughs> You want, no one's phased. No. When Mary, Mary, I don't think realizes what she says and when she says it, because she even has a scene with her son or later on. That's like a really normal, like 
where the son didn't come home overnight and she's like, why didn't you call me? Why are you doing it? Why are you doing me like this? And then she like on a dime switches. She's like, I love you. I'm so happy to see you. Like, it's so weird. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. We need more of her too. No, like protect Mary for the sake of the show, but I feel like she will be in jail at some point, you know? Oh, most likely. Um, the show starts, the pressure is on Whitney walks. I will say she's better than Ramona from real housewives of New York. She's, (laughs) Make sure she doesn't fall. There's no eye work. She gives a little fierce look. Whitney gets off stage and she's like, I owned it, which is great. I love that. Meredith comes out. Um, you can see where Brooks gets a lot of his dead eyes from Meredith. Yeah. Because Meredith has that. She throws off her leather coat on stage. She has a huge hat. She's also better than Ramona. Um, but but Brooks and Meredith, they always seem like they're in that. Remember that mannequin challenge that was happening a couple of years yeah. back? Brooks always seems like in all of his photos, like he's dead. Oh yeah. They have just like no emotion in the eye at all. Like you, like when they wear a mask, it must be terrifying because like all you see is their eyes and they just suck the soul. (laughs) The the mask is scared of Brooks. (laughs) And like, I, yeah, they really just are void of any emotion. Like even talking to his dad, he's like, dad, why didn't you come to my show? Dad, I'm telling you, why didn't you come? I wanted you here. I am your son. I just can't believe you would do that. Like, yeah, I mean, well, and so this is where Brooks gets a talking head and Brooks goes, Brooks Marks, I can't think of a better name. Double KS. It's just killer. (laughs) Because Brooks KS and Marks KS. And I love the fact that he really thought that out. And in his head, he's like, that's amazing. And it reminds me of like when I used to put on talent shows as a kid. And I was like, oh, my God, my name and lights. It's amazing, you know? (laughs) Right. And you just like cannot believe that you are came up with this. Yes. Yeah. It's happening. You are. (laughs) Uh, Jen Shaw sees the tracksuit. They go down and Jen asks if the tracksuit is all the same. And she goes, does one tracksuit make a collection? I don't know, but I'm going to rock it, and I hope he makes a second one soon. Which is kind of a slam, but it's also kind of not, because she's telling the truth, and she's saying, like, I like the tracksuit, you know? She walks around in it. looks comfortable. Yeah. I mean, but, like, I mean, what tracksuit doesn't look comfortable, to be honest? That's, like, the whole fucking point of a tracksuit. I mean, it is true, though. Why would you put out a collection, though, with just one tracksuit? Right. Like he needs to do more because people are going to be over that in two seconds. And I feel like put like a there should be. I don't know. It just seems like it would be easy to put out other things like put out a Brooks Marks T-shirt or something, you know? Well, while he's on the show and it's big, like this is when he needs to do this. Yes. And when you have people that are like people like me, if you put it at a right price point, we would buy it because it's like. I buy like all the schlocky shit that I think makes me laugh. And it's like, if you made me laugh, I would buy your shit. Like, oh, absolutely. but I wouldn't pay $150. I wouldn't pay you something where I would like, Oh, I'll buy normal clothes for that price. You know? Right. Oh no, I would never. I mean, I'm a fucking teacher. I don't I'm not exactly living in the lap of luxury to spend $150 on a tracksuit. And-, and in your normal life, would you want anybody asking you, Hey, what does your tracksuit say? And you have to say, oh, Brooks Marks. And what's that? And you have to explain it. Would you want to do that? (laughs) No, not really. Yeah, like I I would do it at BravoCon. Like I thought I would wear it there. But like a lot of my friends don't watch Bravo. And if I just like wore that to all hang out one day and they were like, oh, like what? Who's Brooks Marks? I would do it for Halloween. I'd dress up and then I'd make my face look dead like his. 
And I would be like, I'm Brooks Marks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, he's off Instagram. He deleted his account this week. Oh, he did? Yeah. So I, f- I feel like a lot of us might have had something to do with that. I don't know. Um, so uh, this is when you said like he calls his dad and he goes, you guys look interesting. Are you guys abducted? And uh, which is not the thing you would say to your family, right? No, it's such a corny like dad joke. And that's not funny at all. <laughs> this is the part, though, you realize Brooks is very spoiled and affected. He goes in a talking head. He goes, my dad should have been there. If my kid was going to have a fashion show, I would drop all of my business meetings. Even the way that says, like, I would drop all of my business meetings like, you know, he yeah, it would have been nice if he was there. But obviously, you don't know what business meet like. It's just so dumb. And he's also like all the way in Ohio too. And- he's in Canton, Ohio. The job's in Canton, um, <laughs> but he won't drop it. Like he, Brooks will not drop it. He goes, "I'm your child for you to come be my father in my life, and you won't." I'm feeling hurt. Can you hear me? And Seth's like, "I'm getting anxiety from this combo." And Meredith, <laughs> Meredith, in a talking head, goes, "I feel partly responsible. I asked for space, and he's giving it to me." And this is when I asked myself. Do the kids not know that she asked for space? Do the kids think that he's out there because he chose to be? Right. Like, he's just, like, abandoning them. See, that's and... what I'm wondering. Like, because Meredith says she feels responsible. Like, but do they think, do they not know about the the space thing? They must not. She probably just, like, hasn't disclosed any of that to them. And they just think their dad, like, fucking hates them. <laughs> just <laughs> get any of their stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, I love I mean, I find it. It's a fascinating thing. I hope we get more exploration of that. But um, so the fashion show is over. We see clips of everybody. The only thing interesting, we go to Meredith's house and Brooks is like making love to a grapefruit. He's like with a straw <laughs> and he's like shoving it in his mouth. And we find out it's a fat burner. And she's like, Brooks, you're almost sold out of your tracksuits. What are you going to do? Are you going to go back to school? And you can just tell like he also he's drinking the grapefruit through a metal straw, which is just so it's like, ugh. Uh, you know oh he's not going back to school i can tell you like no 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 way there's no way um uh heather is coming or whitney is coming to heather's beauty lab to get a facial um the whole time whitney is getting her facial heather is talking to her and uh whitney lets us know she had an out-of-body experience which heather lets (laughs) us know that's what self-care is all about um she's telling her about her dad and sober living then um, but this is another thing why Heather's amazing. She lets us know, you know, more about her journey in saying, like, if you're a divorce in the Mormon church, um, you know, her husband gets to keep his status in the Mormon church. But for a right. woman, she's kind of scorned. She kind of she needs a man to come and save her. And it's a huge black mark on her. And I think that is just so that part to me is just fascinating. You know, I know it really is. It's like a feels like another country or something like that yeah. out there. Yeah, like, and you you almost have to disavow your religion to get on with your life, you know? Right. I just Which it is ba- so sad. And the man is like he is the one that wanted the divorce, you know? I know, and I keep thinking like I wonder if like people that she knows who are Mormon there like watch it and they like see her going off and having a one night stand and if they're just like Oh, it's the devil. Like, yeah, but I mean, I feel like if you actually listen and watch, you would really understand what she's talking about, you know? Um, so Whitney says, I'm hearing what you're saying. It sounds like you want more. Uh, Heather says, I don't think I'm worth the pain it would cause my kids to leave the church. 
which is just like, damn, like you really. And by the way, she says this, and it, it, I think maybe if you don't watch the show, you could get the impression of like she's complaining and whining. And it's like, no, she. This is completely believable. You sense that she's really going through this. It's it's a really you. Your heart is really touched by Heather's story. Um, and this is when Whitney says, yeah, I don't like that we're a part of this environment as women born into this. Um, and the basic thing is that she has not talked to her kids about possibly not wanting to be Mormon and to be dating. Um, and you know, Whitney just says, Hey, you know, it could damage your kids to watch you not stand up for yourself as well. You know? I mean, when you have all girls too. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I just love her. I love watching her scenes now. Um, the next scene where, uh, Jen ski chalet, uh, Tiana, her fourth assistant who, um, (laughs) By the way, is you could tell why she's fourth assistant. She does not have the star power as Stu Dog does, you know? Oh, not at all. <clears throat> this she's one. there when, like, the first three can't make it and are sick. Yes. Like- she's like, Jen, take your medicine. Like, she's no <laughs> no star power. But in a way, that's kind of star power because I'm noticing it. Um, <laughs> she lets us know that when her dad passed and Sharif was not there, she had to go on meds for anxiety and depression. But she was one of those people that was really scared to do it. Um and uh, oh, this is when I wrote big fake boobs must be an accessory in Salt Lake because you anyways, anyways, she calls Sharif and I got to say, man, Sharif babies her very like, have you? OK, hi. Hi, honey. I stepped out of a meeting. Yeah. Have you taken your medicine? Have you eaten? Have you showered? Like it's it's a, I guess it's a I don't know. What do you think of this relationship? Like she is definitely very codependent on him. And I'm like, I don't want to say this about her, but I'm going to anyway. Do it. Um, Like someone like her who dresses the way she like just to go into a hot tub, you're wearing like a bathing suit like that. Like she wants attention. She wants people to like, I don't, she does not strike me as someone who could ever just like chill out alone. Like she wants all the attention. She wants people like checking in on her. She wants like, I don't know if it's just like an insecurity thing where she just needs that constant reassurance. Like, yeah, no, I feel like she's always been this way. And it's like, so I feel like everybody's like, oh, she's so extreme. She's doing this for the show. And I'm like, no, I really think this is her, you know, I, like she came on screen and my brother was like, who the fuck is that? It's like, But like Sharif, oh, it seems like he tries to like walk her through it as quickly as possible to get back to his normal life. Like, the, yeah, you could tell, like, that just happens probably 10 times yeah. a day. And he's like, well, like, and he's realized to get to what I need to do, I have to make sure she's okay, you know? He's at work and he's like, hold on, it's her again. Yeah. Let me. And he, because he's always <laughs> like, okay. He, like, you know. he does it perfectly. He's always like, I love you, baby. Yes, I love you. Uh huh. I love you. Let's talk later. You are so strong, baby. You are so strong. Okay, bye. Now take your fucking meds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But she was one of those people that it had to come from her son telling her it was all right to take medicine because they did an intervention for her. And that's when she started taking her medicine, which is great. Um, New season. I'm sorry. New scene. We're with Lisa and her family, Lisa Barlow. And they're all the two kids are setting goals for the the year, um, which is I, 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 I don't set enough goals. I like this. But every time I see the kids now, all I think about is. These kids are the product of a massive amount of fast food. Oh, I know. Do you ever think about that? Or like, oh, my God. they're uh, Like, I know it's not true, but I always like now I'm like, oh, they look so sickly. But I, I know it's not true. It's just what I in my mind thinks because I know they just eat fast food. <laughs> What's that? 
I said, I think the younger one kind of does. He's like white as a ghost all the time. But I mean, a lot of people don't I know this. The younger kid's actually 25. He's oh just, he's stunted by, no, I'm joking. <laughs> she go, oh my God. A lot of people don't know this. Oh my God. No, no. The, 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 the little kid, his goals are to meet Post Malone. Same, by the way. Um, and triplets. And, and, get my, like, and he goes, get my first, <laughs> get my first kiss at 15. And the dad goes, that's a long-term goal. That's a long-term goal. And then have triplets. And uh, Lisa wants to be a better listener. Uh, the kids aren't really listening to her while she's giving her. They're kind of just yawning and like in their own world. Um, I, I I did notice when they then Lisa and her husband went into their bedroom. They have like a shitty bike in their bedroom, like a shitty uh, not a Peloton, but just one of those normal ones. And I hate how I ju- I'm just like, wow, that just didn't seem like Lisa to me, you know. I know, and her and her husband too. I don't, there's something something off. very odd. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I'm excited to find out more. What's that? He looks like he wants to like drink himself into a coma like every time they have a conversation. Barely has a pulse. Barely has a pulse, this guy, you know? And, but I can't help but think every time I think something's wrong with them, it all goes back to fast food. Like It's like the amount of fast food I think they're eating cannot be helping their health, you know? Right. And then that like babysitter they hire. Oh, my Ooh. God. I mean, she really did look like, I mean, she was like tattooed and pierced. And I was just like, this is blonde and blue eye. I'm like, I think that little kid is going to have triplets with that girl. <laughs> I think so too. Um, so the new scene we're uh, with Meredith at the restaurant Toscano meeting Jen and Heather. Uh, and they're trying to like kind of press her about her issues with Seth. Um, and Jen's like, if Seth was with someone else, would you be pissed? And Meredith is like, well, I would probably just disconnect. And uh, it's just basically they're saying that she's being kind of a politician about this right now and not really opening up. They're asking her what the issues are. Um, And when you start to think about us not she's like, when I start to think about us not being together, it makes you realize like how much you possibly should be together. She's like, the fashion show was a pivotal point for me. We're just trying to refind each other, which is just all like, yeah, just. <clears throat> Some the magic of that relationship is kind of gone, unfortunately, but you got the kids out of it. Right. I think that she is so beyond over it. And she's kind of just even like playing into like the whole trying thing, like just for the kids. Yeah. And, like well, to be able to say like she didn't give up and she tried. And there's when a D- document. There's a there's like, a video document. So fucking done. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, there's a video document of it too, because if you saw the show right now you know, kind of what we see is like, you don't see, I mean, it kind of does seem that Meredith is like very kind of trying to make up her mind when in reality, I think she's already made up her mind, but the kids can see she's struggling with it kind of, you know, like every conversation she has with her husband about it, he's like near tears and she looks like she could give two fucks. No, like there's no, there's no pulse on her at all. Like her face expression is just like, when the fuck are you going to stop crying? <laughs> yes. She's so over it. Like she's so kind of, she's not even like getting into a fight about it, you know? Right. Like he's like, I don't know if we could work. And she's like, I don't think so. Yeah. She goes, I don't disagree. I'm like, damn. He's well, like, that's what I thought you'd say. Like, <laughs> And she might be lying to herself too, like Hilaria Baldwin. She might be saying like, well, let's see if he can prove it to me. Let's see if he can make me like him again, you know? No, he I, he is so yeah far out of her mind, I think. She's probably been feeling this way for like three years, and it's just now like 
coming to the surface. Um, so the new scene we're with uh, Steve, Whitney's dad. Uh, they're at a fun zone during his sober living visit. And they're all jumping, and then Steve has to stop. He's like, my hip, my hip can't keep up on that trampoline. Got to work on my cardio. And uh, he's like, I had to talk with my therapist. She feels like I'm ready to move on to the next step. I am just at that point. And you can tell Whitney's immediately like, it's like, Dad, you're 21 days into a scheduled 90-day visit you asked to go back to. And he's like, I got my, get my apartment, my job back, ready to start living again. Let's kick ass at doing what I do, doing hair. And like, Whitney has obviously been through this so many times. And you can see the frustration on her face. And it really is like, I wonder... Like, dude, 21 out of 90 days, stay the 90 days if you're the one that has to go back there, you know? Right. And it's like she's the one footing the bill, too, and all this shit. I know. Her money just down the drain. Maybe that's why he doesn't care. It's not his own money because I know I care about shit more when I pay for it. But I like that he thinks, like, you can tell by his hair and by how he just said about, like, doing what I do that kicks ass. I think he really thinks of himself as a bit of a rock star, and that's a dangerous that's a dangerous way to think about yourself. And I feel like that never leads to anything good, you know, when you're an addict and all that. Yeah. But like also just like, uh, kicking ass at doing hair, you know, I'm like, okay, man, like kick ass at doing life maybe. And then the hair will come, you know? I know. Like, I think he thinks that he's going to like walk into a hair salon tomorrow, apply for a job and they're going to hire him on the spot. Or that like, (laughs) like a smoke machine is going to come out and he's going to walk through (laughs) and stuff. And also it's like, He's like, man, I keep doing my own hair. Look how good this is. You know, you think I'm going to waste this just on myself? (laughs) Um, Share his gift. Yeah. So that's an interesting scene. I'm sure we'll learn more about that in the next couple episodes. Next scene, Heather's daughter. They are um, uh, helping the one daughter with her asking her boyfriend to a dance and uh, which is really cute. And then the other daughters come in and this is when. Uh, Heather talks to them, has a talk. She's like, I've lived a double life and I was doing that for you. Um, and I was leading you down a path. I didn't want to live in terms of religion. I owe it to these girls to be honest with where I'm at. And I don't know where I'm at. I don't want to take away from your faith or your Mormonism, but there is so much shame and fear. And the girls are like, we love and support you so much. They're all crying. Um, we have a strong foundation, they say, and I see how detrimental it is to you to conform to these rules. And um, we just got to make sure we don't go over the rails. It's like a really sweet scene. It was cute. There, I like. I love Heather and her family. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love to make fun of kids on these shows, and I cannot make fun of these kids. I think they're great kids. Um, they remind me a lot of like Giselle's kids. I like. Me too. By the like, way, I like. I like. Kind of- the reasonable ones yes i like that giselle's kids don't like giselle either you know right and like hate their dad i love it like i love but they seem like solid kids you know like they seem like they really know what's good for them and i love that so um new scene where at whitney's house jen gets out of the car um this is when you realize the show might have lost a little bit of its sparkle they don't even do a close-up of jen's shoes when she gets out of the car like they used to you know um but this yeah but basically this is um, Whitney teaching Jen how to pole dance because she has a she's had a stripper pole in every house she's owned, but she's never been a stripper. Um, <laughs> she lets us know, and she lets us know 
to do a pole dance, you got to grab as high as you can and use the momentum of your leg, which is great. Good pointers. Um, and this is when Jen starts alluding to the fact that Meredith has a man on the side. And Whitney's like, you, in a talking head, you better have that info to back it up because you can't go around saying that. I love how, like, I love Whitney's, like, little light, tiny voice, you know? Oh, I know. Um like mouse yeah but then so then jen shaw's talking head the producer asked what are you not telling whitney and she lets us know at meredith's meredith's trunk show in new york she saw this guy around her that was saying that meredith is the love of his life and that he's going to marry her and that i'll make sure meredith gets upstairs and jen says clearly there was something going on it was crazy and that's the end of the episode so i mean this really leads to what i was i've been saying for a while meredith definitely is dating somebody on the side oh absolutely you're not that disconnected from like your marriage and all of that if you're not fucking someone else and my theory is that they probably broke up at some point before this show or right around the show and so she is back together with seth like we're seeing on social media but i think that's just a temporary bet like when somebody when when you date somebody that you're like, oh, I think I can love again, this is, and then they break up with you, I think that kind of makes you run back to your ex, and I think then right. she, you'll then you end up having the same problems and you break up again, you know? Oh, I'm sure that she had like a boyfriend on. Now, now that's why she's all into fashion and Fashion Week and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, pretending she cares, and like, I really think that would make perfect sense for why she's so already like taken herself out of her yeah. marriage and like that huge disconnect between her husband and her. Cause he's like, I love you. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And then like, she's so done. And I feel like unless you really hate him and he's done something to you, then you have like a boyfriend. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> is there any possible way we see this guy on the show? I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe me either. She's going to deny it. Like, I know it comes up next week or tomorrow next week. And, um, oh my God. I, I know. Whatever. Is it tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I wish I, I take a break. It's holidays. Give me le- I, I, less Bravo. You know, we've seen Southern Charm in like a month. Like, why can't and, um, I, I? I'm okay with that, though. I'm okay. Too. Oh, wait, wait. But what I, did you, what did you, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Finish up. Oh, but I just feel like she'll deny that. Well, the, while she's working on it with Seth, she will never, ever bring this other guy in or even admit that he exists. I totally agree. I It just doesn't seem her style. Plus, she wants to be considered a good guy, you know? Right. Um, speaking of Southern Charm, actually, what was your thought on uh, Kristen Cavallari on Austin's shoulders and that, oh. that Instagram live? So I will say, like, growing up watching Laguna Beach, I was a Kristen fan. Really? I was like wow. only one out of my friends, but I did you hate Elsie or were you just I didn't hate her? But I was like, Kristen's dating Steven and Elsie's trying to like fuck her boyfriend. Like, that's not cool. And I always and like Kristen obviously was like a huge bitch on the show, but I was just like, Yeah, she's trying to have sex with her boyfriend. Of course she's a bitch to her. Like, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, I thought the her show, very cavalry or whatever the fuck it's called, was so boring. And I feel like she and Austin are two like very thirsty people who love attention, love like causing a stir, like all that. And it was just like one of those situations where two very thirsty people come together and 
the thirst is like multiplied. Well, yeah, but you can also tell that Austin like thought he was like king shit. Like he, you, you could tell it gave him like this huge boost of confidence because the next day, like in his like DM and or in his Instagram mentions, he was like, "Yeah, Madison wants to get the biggest, bluest check mark she can get." And I'm like, "Dude, you're literally well, sitting here begging somebody to get on your shoulders." And the sad thing is, Kristen Cavallari doesn't even have a show right now, like you do. Like he he literally, th- I think in his head, he thinks he has Jennifer Aniston on his shoulders. You know? Yeah. And like, did I ever tell you when I met Austin? No. So I was at a bachelorette party in Charleston. And he thinks that he is, we saw him like four times and he thinks he's the hottest shit. Yes. Like that's the sense I get from him now is that maybe he started off kind of chill, but now he seems kind of like a monster. You can just tell how he talks on his Instagram. He posts his location in real time. Oh yeah. Cause he wants to see who he can pick up. He realized he was at the bar literally next to us. And my friend and I were like, let's just go over there. Like he just posted there. And then he, we go in there, and like fr- my friend went up to him, and he was just like, "Oh my god!" Like fans are following me. Like, I'm like, dude, you fucking posted your location, and two people are like saying hi to you. And he's like, "What? I wanted this place to get some business." Jeez, sorry. I know, like, help a small town. Like, <laughs> I and I wouldn't actually even go up to him. Not that like I'm anybody to him, but I was like, I'm not even giving him the satisfaction of like another person. Like saying hi or saying that they like the show. Yeah. Because he's so arrogant. And you could tell he thought that he was like the fucking um, like Brad Pitt of the restaurant. He's like, like he he's like, hey, hey, pretty lady. I notice you not noticing me over here. What's going on? <laughs> like, that's how it was. And I was like, oh, my God, like you're posting your location. Who is that doofy guy? The hairdresser. Is that part of her show? He has the doofiest face I've ever seen in my life. On Southern Charm? No, no, the oh, Kristen, Kristen Cavallari's friend. Is that is oh, that somebody from the show? I don't think so. He's I don't got know. the doofiest face I've ever seen in my life, and he always yeah. seems like he's just like face front in the camera dancing. Like, and he has the I, he has the weirdest face I've ever. seen. No offense to people with weird faces. Madison, Austin doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> And like, and I love Craig. Craig's always down to take his shirt off and dance with anybody, you know. And I was like watching that, and you know, like I'm really not like a big Madison fan. When she was on Watch What Happens Live, I thought she came off thinking like her shit don't stink, like whatever. But I hope she watched those lives and was oh. not upset, but realized like, oh, what the fuck was well, I doing? I, I don't know. see. I'm exactly. This. I do not like Madison, but like. I do know Madison knows what she wants and I respect that. And also I would watch that and be like, this guy is such a doofus. That shit is so fleeting. And I will say this, like alleged, I allegedly think that Austin has a cocaine issue. Like I allegedly think that, (laughs) I mean, like I just know that kind of behavior. And like, also I was in the virtual audience when Madison was on, I was on that. uh, Yeah, I was on that. And the funny thing was she, like they both came off really dead. Um, I like, they had to refilm a couple, well, they had to refilm a couple things because Andy introduced Leva, uh, her name wrong. And he was like, Oh, I I can't, I I gotta, I gotta say it right. It's your first time on, you know, but it was, uh, Madison, it was just, it, she just kind of seemed like really um, I don't know if it was snobby. She just didn't seem like camera ready or like she didn't know how to do it. You know, it was just weird. Right. And but, I feel like she was just so focused on like tearing people down. Like when she made fun of like Shep's yeah. gift. To, yeah. Like, his, like 
I'm like, what has Austin ever fucking gotten you besides like COVID and an STD? Like, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Like, but that, that's, I mean, it, sh- it does show you what a small town uh, Charleston is and that Austin and Craig are king shit in that area, you know? And I almost, I hate to like compliment Shep, but I got to say, I feel like he's, seems like he really has grown up a lot this year, you know? Right. No, I think he has too. And I mean, Austin, and like, I used to think he was so cute. Like when he dated Chelsea and stuff like yes, that. Yes, I love Chelsea too. By the way, I, I love Chelsea. He's so hot. He's so nice. He's so like better, much better than Shep. And now I'm like, oh my god, he's like Shep, but ten times worse. When he when like yeah, when you see a guy uh, get that much into his own social media and shit like that, like when he doesn't have to, like right, you know, he already you don't need to be doing that, which like goes to show he wants it in some weird way, you know was weird and then i'm like you know what you live in charleston like people know they're they're gonna see you and my friend is from there and she's like everyone there hates them like every person oh, I imagine charleston fucking hates them and so i don't think people even really care like when they just do see them out it's just it's like you wonder what these people think their long-term longevity is because it's like jacks it's like they they really consider themselves having some talent when the reality of the situation is they lucked into a show that worked but it's a reality show it's not they're not like actors so they can't just go to another they can't just go to another show it doesn't really work like that so they've got to really i mean they and most people don't realize this they think it lasts forever so it's like jacks in his head is like well, I'm set for life now. Everybody loves the character of me. And it's like, that's not how it works, you know? And I feel like Vanderpump Rules also is just such a bigger show than Southern Charm is. Oh, way bigger. Yeah. Like they actually could just endorse FabFitFun and toothbrushes (laughs) for the next 20 years and make like a comfortable living. Like when Southern Charm is over, Austin is unemployed. Like no one's going to ask him to be on like another show or endorse it. Like it'll be just be finished. No, it's not like you're going to have like the very cavalry of Austin's life, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like very Austin have to just start having sex just for their careers. But that's like, that's what I get scared on any like kind of bachelor nation or like, it's like we have to raise all of these fucking people for the rest of our lives. Now, like we're responsible for all these goofballs that we let into our lives. And now we have to like, you know, like their corporate, their sponsorships. And it's like, we have to, we've, we've done this. We made this happen. Like this is our fault, you know? Right. Ugh. I know. It's like, we have to live with that. <laughs> Well, that's I, I can't end, end the show in a better way. But uh, Jen, thank you so much for doing this today. Um, I really appreciate it. This is a perfect way to end the year. Uh, is there, Do you have any 2021 resolutions? Are you doing anything like that? So my resolution, and I'm starting it like right now, is to be <laughs> less picky with the guys I date. Wait, did you say less picky? Like, I feel I'm, like you're already I'm, picky. I'm so dismissive about like little things, like green tech. Oh, or, like, oh, so you like so if they have a Android phone, that's like gross. Yeah, like it I'm is kind of weird. Like there are like that one guy who was like a huge Trumper and like a mask. Yeah, he like, anti-masker. Yeah, like that's a big deal. But I'm trying. My New Year's resolution is not to write people off for like little annoying things. That's interesting. I, I'm really curious about what are more interesting, like little annoying things. And I want to know, I, I really want to know the first time that you do that and you let it slide, like with what and what that is. I know. Maybe it'll be Friday. Maybe it'll be. Like what I'll kind of food like, could they order that would annoy you? 
Oh God. Anything that's like messy or you have to like use your hands. Like so like nachos is out. Yeah. What Unless, kind of drink like, annoys you? Like what, what kind of drink would he order? That'd be like, that's disgusting. Oh my God. A drink. Or like, what if he got a glass of champagne or a rosé? Would that be like, Oh, um, I would actually love that. <laughs> what? what? I feel what? like if they got, I don't, I think if they got like really drunk or were just drinking like straight alcohol, like that would be kind of a turn. <laughs> so if you like, just drink straight alcohol, like a vodka rock, like, vodka okay, on the yeah, rock, yeah, yeah. Like, like you. Oh, what if he brought a flask in? Would he to the restaurant? Would you be cool with that or not? Oh, God. I feel like on a first date, I wouldn't be cool with that. Like later, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, but that's like a, a, a decision you maybe right. make together, you know? But I have to stop. Like, I once stopped talking to someone because I really didn't like their haircut. And it was, like, different from, like, their dating profile. <laughs> and, like, one guy because of, like, his voice. But... Was it too light or too deep? It was way too high. Okay. And oh. then... Hi, I'm Randy. Yeah. Hi, hi Jim. I'm Randy. God, I can't listen to this for the rest of my life. But actually, you know that guy, the green texter who I yeah. didn't like at all? He just texted me right now, actually. Is it blue now? No, it's still green. He said, hey, Jen, are you around this week? And we oh, talk and you should say, you. I am being less picky. I am around. No, January 1st. What would they, what could this guy wear that would turn you off? Oh, my God. Um, like Uggs? If a guy wore Uggs, would so that turn So many you? things would turn me off about like outfits. Like it's endless. Like what if you um, wore a um like a cute graphic tee like that like had like an eight, like a a rock band on it or something like that? Would you be okay with that or is it? Um, it depends. If we were going like somewhere casual, I'd be fine with that. I mean, I went out with a guy once who showed up in like a blazer and suit, and I had like jean shorts on and a tank top, and I looked like an asshole. So like. <laughs> I'd rather them be like a little underdressed and I'm more overdressed. Yeah. Like than the other way around. Are you allowed? I mean, do you recommend guys asking like, Hey, what are you wearing when we go out? Like, do you recommend that? Or, or do you want it to be like, Hey, hopefully you get it right, buddy. Oh no. I want to be like, I want to see your true style. Like what you thought would be cool to wear. What you thought would be like appropriate. Damn. That seems like so much work. Did you guys already pick out the location? Yeah, so we're going to like this little Italian restaurant. He picked it. <laughs> that seems like way too romantic for a first date. At five, at five o'clock, because everything closes so early. And do you guys, it'll be outside though, right? Because of COVID. Yeah, it's actually been really nice out. It was 55 yesterday, so I ate outside yesterday. Um, but So I got to get like a good jacket. That's like what it's all about right now. Wait, so are you buying a new jacket for the date or are you just... I, mean, I got a couple for Christmas. So I have one that I'm definitely going to wear. Oh my God. This is so exciting. Well, please check back in with me so I can relay to the listeners how this went. Cause I, or no, no, you know what's great, guys? This is perfect. If you don't follow uh, Jen already, you got to follow her. It's at blocked underscore by underscore Jax, J A X. You probably already follow her if you listen to this podcast, but if you don't, really go because it's a blend of everything. Plus I always, um, my favorite accounts are the ones that do let the, let you in on their personal lives. So this is a perfect blend of that. Plus she'll just do watches of shows and she'll, uh, she'll Instagram story the whole show. And it's always amazing to watch, but is there anything else I can, do you want me to plug where you work? Anything like that? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to plug the uh, school you work at or anything? Yeah, Everyone come on Monday. We'll be back. <laughs> I want to make sure we can call your principal and tell him you're great. So 
<laughs> but uh, anything else that we uh, should be watching out for? You, By the way, she drunk bought a microphone, so she might be doing a podcast coming up, hopefully. But we'll keep you posted about that. I can never figure out how to do it. I'll walk <laughs> but... you through it. But um, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. No, I have so much fun when I talk to you. So thank you. I'll talk to you next month. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Betches.